Yes, welcome to the Taz Show. I am Taz, and thank you for downloading this episode and past episodes at Radio.com on the app or on the website. Rumor has it, the app is working excellently. Lee, 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 no echoes. Or maybe you're downloading this episode or past episodes at Apple Podcast. I appreciate you doing that also. Thanks for grabbing the Taz Show and pulling it into your life. For your wrestling content, as we know, there are about 6,550 fucking 4 million, that is, uh, wrestling podcasts. So, you know, you might as well uh, grab one that's uh, 600 deep or more episodes in. So, uh, and that's what this show is, bitches. You got that right. So I'm not playing games over here. You know that. Uh, Anyways, I'm going to talk about a few different things. And it's got a special guest coming up later on. James Ellsworth. Yes, you guys know James Ellsworth from WWE. Uh, all of his work with Carmella, stuff he's done with AJ and Dean and all that stuff. We know that. We know that. We know that. We're going to hear from the man, the myth, the legend himself, James Ellsworth. So he will be on uh, in a little while here on the Tash Show. I've never uh, had him on as a guest, so I'm looking forward to having a, a chat with him and see what's going on and shit like that. And we'll see where we go with that. And that's the dealio on that deal, the deal right there. A um, couple of things I want to talk about real quick. Uh, Rey Mysterio, right? Uh, Rey Mysterio, the legendary Rey Mysterio, as most of you guys know, he signed a brand spanking new, fresh and clean contract, a two-year deal with the WWE. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So congrats to Rey. Um, uh, actually, let me, uh, Mike Johnson uh, from PW Insider, you know my man Mike Johnson, Mr. Good Moment himself. Uh, let me give him some credit. Uh, he's got the details. Um, it's a spoiler on when you can see Rey Mysterio. That's on PW Insider uh, on the Elite gimmick. I don't. I won't give the spoiler away, but um, basically PW Insider reported uh, last month that Mysterio had signed a two-year contract with the company. Um, Ray apparently was trying to negotiate an 18-month contract, but WWE wanted a two-year deal. So finally, uh, I guess that's what happened. And uh, this is, I'm just uh, going off what I read from Mike Johnson. So uh, Mike is an uh, ultra-credible source, as you guys know. So um, so it, it, should be, uh, it should be interesting. I, you know, I'm reading the spoiler. I don't want to say it. When, by the time you hear this, you might know already where and when you can see Ray Mysterio. I'm not going to do that here. But it seems like it should be pretty badass, should be pretty cool. So um, Ray is a uh, not just a special talent, but a, an uh, awesome guy. Not a good guy, an awesome guy. Uh, you're not going to find many people from the wrestling industry that's going to say anything shitty about Ray Mysterio. He is a fucking good dude. Um, I love him. I miss him. I have, I have not talked to him in a while. And I um, I loved working with him and, and just you know being around him just just a really really just a good person um i told the story a long time ago 
um, on one of the, the Taz Show episodes. I can't recall which one. It was a while back, probably a couple of years ago. But for those newer people downloading my content or listening here, uh, I'll tell you a quick story about Ray Mysterio. Um, there was a live event, a house show, probably a Friday night or a Saturday night, and it was in uh, on Long Island at the Nassau Coliseum. So I live on Long Island. So my son at the time was very young. Uh, he was probably shit. He was probably, I don't know, maybe in probably fifth grade, fourth grade, maybe something like that. Uh, probably fourth or fifth grade. And uh, now he's, you know, in college. You know, he's a sophomore college athlete. But uh, so anyway, so I, I would bring him once in a while when the shows were nearby. And I was off. I wasn't working. I was a commentator at that time. So I used to go to the shows and say hello to the boys. I was under contract at WWE. So I would bring my son sometimes. And um, and he just you know run around the locker room and have fun, and he loved Mysterio like most you know of of you know kids. Uh, and Ray got done working, um, and he took his mask off. He took the hood right off, and gave it to my son as a present. Um, you know, right after a match, I can't recall who he wrestled, and my son still has that mask. It was very very cool that Ray did that. I didn't ask him to do that. He didn't have to do that. And I'm sure my son's not the only one he's done that with. He's a good hearted guy. Um, he's a good person. Um, he's got an excellent, great family and God bless him and his family. So, and his success that God bless that son of a bitch is still going. He can work his ass off and he looks great. He's in fine fickle. As they say, he's always in great shape. I love him. I love Ray and I'm looking forward to seeing him uh, back on WWE programming. So uh, doing his shit, doing his thing, uh, he's the man. So he signed a fresh new contract, so that's awesome. Other thing I want to talk about is, um, so it's still the chatter going around about, you know, the injury that that happened to, to Liv Morgan, you know, uh, from uh, Brie Bella. And, uh, you know, there's just been, I've seen a lot of stuff on social media where uh, people feel that, um you know, she needs to go and get like retrained or go back to the performance center or all this kind of stuff. And, and, uh, just really, uh, I, I, look, I, I gotta, I gotta tell you the truth. Like, I'm sorry. I, I talked about this, this incident which, where she kicked Liv in the, in the, uh, in the jaw area on a button and, and knocked her out. I, um, shit happens, guys. This, that, that you know, I know that, there's been a couple different, you know, things where people have gotten banged up or injured or what have you working with her and with, with Bella. And I understand that. But for people to, to just say, got to go get retrained and all that stuff, I, I got to be honest with you. Like, I, that really, I, I don't even know if that exists, like getting retrained. This girl's working a long time. Like, you know, she has a certain way she works. Um, I've known her and her sister for a long time, worked in the company with them when I was there. They've been there that long. I I don't look, I sometimes people get banged up. It happens, man. This is a physical game. I don't I have no problem. I never worked with her, but watching her, and I've worked with, you know, some people that are physical. Some people could look at some people dangerous that I've worked with. Some people have deemed me dangerous when I worked, and I would dispute that and 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 uh and argue that uh to, to all the way to the end because it's bullshit um so i that that kick to the face of live like i said listen beef just there's nothing that was a timing issue okay 
the timing was off and and it's that simple the timing was off i mean and it's a shame that it happened and it seems like lives okay which is great i know she was in concussion protocol and all that jazz but you know and I think she was on a house show loop or whatever or at TVs, but she wasn't working. She was seconding, you know, on the outside of uh, the riot squad and all that jazz. I, look, I'm just saying, like, I, I can't sit here and say or rip or knock or, or bury or whatever I, I, I about about Bella, about Brie Bella, that she needs to do this, needs to do that, needs to get better, needs to work different, needs to. I, I just I can't. I can't do it. I can't. And I don't care. You know how much stuff she's been a part of where people gotten banged up. She's working a long time. I know when I worked in the same company with her, no one ever deemed her or her sister dangerous. So I can't sit here and say that. You know, a, a lot of people are, now, maybe there's some wrestlers or retired wrestlers that are saying this about her. I don't know. There could be. Um, so part of my ignorance, if that's going on. All I know is this anybody, for the most part, I don't want to say anybody, but I would think the bulk of the men and women that have done this for a living at a high level or still do it at a high level understand that this shit happens it's really that just i'm just being frank it just this shit does happen <laughs> it's really that simple and it doesn't mean that someone is bad at their job it really doesn't so i just wanted to get that off my chest um you know because it's you don't you don't need that rep it sounds like she has that rep already which kind of stinks for her um, and like I said, that's news to me. I never looked at her like someone like that, you know, that was dangerous. I never heard that about her. Hey, the Taz Show supported by Rocket Mortgage by Quick Loans, and they are introducing their all-new Rate Shield Approval. Oh, yeah, buddy, this is legit. Rate Shield Approval by Rocket Mortgage by Quick Loans. So check this out. If you are in the market to buy a home, Quicken Loans will lock your rate for up to 90 days, guys. For up to 90 days while you shop. And it's a very, very simple process to get started. Oh, yes. To get started, all you got to do is go to rocketmortgage.com slash TAZ. That's our rocketmortgage.com slash TAZ. Rate shield approval only valid on certain 30-year purchase transactions. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply based on Quicken Loans data in comparison to public data records, equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, NMLSConsumerAccess.org number 3030. That's our rocket mortgage jobbers. So, um, as I mentioned, James Ellsworth will be on the show. So, uh, James Ellsworth also, uh, he has a podcast, okay, uh, the the DuckCast, okay? So, it's D-U-H-C-A-S-T, like duh, duh, DuckCast. So, uh, go check that out, and you could go check out James Ellsworth's Twitter, where you can find information about his podcast, at Real Ellsworth. So, that's R-E-A-L. E-L-L-S-W-O-R-T-H, Real Ellsworth. So uh, check that out. So, yeah, um, looking forward to having this conversation with uh, with James Ellsworth. You know, very, uh, very unique uh, career. Uh, you know, this guy came up the right way in the business and broke in the early 2000s, you know, in, in, in Baltimore, which has always been a strong, uh, a lot of strong contingent, a lot of strong athletes, uh, wrestlers, pro wrestlers coming out of Baltimore for a lot of years out of that beltway, that D.C., Baltimore area there, you know, down there towards Delaware and Baltimore and D.C., like I just said, called tons of uh, good talents over years and years and always great wrestling crowds in that area. And the indie scene, I know, is uh, was always boiling up there for quite some time and still is. So 
uh, Ellsworth comes out of that, out of that, working down there and coming up that down there, and then all the success that he had in WWE and stuff like that. So you know he's going to pop up somewhere, and I don't know if we're going to see him in Ring of Honor real soon or maybe WWE. I'm leaning towards WWE. I could see that. You know, it seems like he has a very good rapport with WWE still, and I will get into that with him and X, and you know, kind of, kind of pull that out of him. You know me, I don't do interviews. He's a conversations. I'm a fucking conversationalist. You know that. I'm not a douche. You know, I talk to people the right way, not like an asshole. You know what I mean? That's not my gimmick. I try to be nice to everybody. All right. So on that note, uh, we're going to hit the break. Uh, other side of break, we'll get into having a great conversation uh, with James Ellsworth. Looking forward to that. Taz Show, sit tight. Be right back. All right, here we go, Jobbers. We're back here on the Taz Show. And as promised, uh, without any further ado, I said the man, the myth, the legend himself, special guest, James Ellsworth, uh, right now on the show. Uh, Mr. Ellsworth, what's going on, Haas? How you doing, brother? What's up, buddy? The man, maybe the myth, maybe the legend. Nah, not yet. Just trying to put you over. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> uh, look, dude, I, I don't know. Did we ever meet? Because I've been hitting the head a lot, just like you have. And, you know, sometimes you forget shit. Like, because I, I don't know if we ever met. I met you a long time ago, actually. Uh, I was on a ring crew at a show in Times Square. I, like, there was a show for your radio station, I believe, at the Hard Rock Cafe. Okay. Oh, oh, that was a while ago. Was I a heel? No, I was nice to you, right? Nah, you were cool to me. Yeah, well, we... uh. <laughs> You rented our ring, so you were cool to all of us. Of course, I had to put everybody over. That's my gimmick. Um, <laughs> no, but now, so, but we have a lot of mutual friends, obviously, and um, and we'll get into all that. But, uh, dude, it's like I got to tell you, um, you going once everything started for you with you know WWE and everything, and and the, and you and Carmella and that everything, the chemistry there. That had to be a whirlwind for you. I mean, nobody expected. I was very happy for you. I know I put you over on my show more than once. So I knew you were a guy who paid your dues and came up um, the right way. And I believe in that, you know, guys that earn it and girls that earn it. And um, I know you did. But uh, why don't you tell your story, man, how it all happened and how you felt about it and all that good shit. Yeah, man, I just uh, was an extra talent that day in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania on July 25th, 2016. And obviously, you know, you've been there like uh, as an extra talent. You don't know what's going to happen that day. You could do nothing or you can do a match or you can just be a security guard or a rosebud or whatever. And um, they picked me to do the match with Strowman that night. It was uh, the start of his singles push uh, out of the Wyatt family and just did a match against him. like got a, to do like a 20 second promo before the match and did the match. And then from there, it just escalated. Yeah, it sure did. And now, so did like one of the agents approach you there or was it even higher than that? Like Stephanie or, or Hunter or was it, you know, like if you don't mind me asking, if you don't, don't want to say it, you don't have to, I'm just curious who approached you, like what they said, or they call it like Carano, Mark Carano, like call you like a few days later. How'd that go down? Well, yeah, like right after the match, um, Arn Anderson, who was the agent for the match, told me Vince was looking for me, and I said, "Oh, really? Why would he? Why would he be looking for me?" So, <laughs> like, oh shit, I got heat. <laughs> right? What did I do wrong? So I, uh, well, I went and found Vince, and he was coming down the stairs there outside the grill looking for me, and I, I found him, and he said, "Hey, I just wanted to tell you, you did a very good job. I was very pleased with that. Thank you." Wow. I'm just like, 
Huh? <laughs> like, let me interrupt you now. For those that don't know, I know you know, but for those listening to this that don't know, that's an extremely rare thing. Uh, I got news for you. Not just for a, 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 an extra talent or someone doing the honors and working as an enhancement talent, but that never happens with Vince. Does that? That don't happen to guys that are on the contract, as you know, James. That's very rare that that happens. Absolutely, yeah. Jericho called me that night, and I told him about that, and he told me the same thing. He told me the same thing on his podcast as well. It just doesn't happen a lot. So to me, it was like out of nowhere, of course. I didn't expect it, and very, very cool. I'll never forget that moment for sure. Yeah, I mean, and just to put the cart ahead of the horse for a second, like so during your time there and everything you guys were doing, you know, you and Carmelo and all that jazz, so I would assume you and Vince always had a pretty good rapport. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Anytime I got a chance to talk to him, you know, which wasn't very often, every time, like after a segment or a match or anything, I'd walk up to him in the gorilla and tell him, thank you for the opportunity. And he'd shake my hand. Other than that, like I've talked to him a handful of times in the office there. I didn't try to bother him too much. And it was always very positive. That's good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you'll know when he's pissed. Um, like <laughs> I've been on the other end of that more than once. So um, <laughs> you, you'll you know right away. Um, now, it seemed like, you know, uh, like you and Carmella working together, like it seemed like you were having fun. It seemed like she was. I mean, did you guys, do you feel like you had a good working relationship behind the scenes? Because on camera, as odd as it may have felt or seemed, you guys did have good chemistry. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we became friends because of that angle. And we we were always um, we, had, we always had a good time working together. She's a very fun, smart. I always tell people she's very smart, very intelligent girl. And um, yeah, man, it was always a, a good time with her. Not, never any yeah. problems whatsoever. She seems like I, I never met her, you know, but it does seem like just, you know, you could, you know, when you've been in the business enough and you're watching talents on TV or, or streaming online, whatever, or maybe on social media. You can tell sometimes with people, like, if they're in tune with their career and their character, if they care. Um, and it seems like, and you would know better than me, that she's really dialed into the Carmella character and getting that over. And she's got passion to get over. Oh, absolutely. Like, just the small things. Like, she recently just dyed her hair. She had a long run there at SmackDown Live Women's Champion um, for, uh, you know, a few months. And now that's over with. Like, right away, she did something different and dyed her hair just to get, you know, eyes on her. That was that was really smart. Very smart. Yeah. I mean, she looks great with blonde hair, brunette. It don't matter. I mean, you know, she might look good, even look good with a mohawk, but that's a whole other story. Um, <laughs> but so, like, so was it, did you ever have any, like, problems, dude? Like, meaning, when I say problems, like you know how it is as a as a man as a guy breaking into business and you're you're coming out of baltimore which is so many excellent talents come out of that that area of the country at at, you know this great state of maryland and stuff and you know you come up the right way pay your dues you bust your ass on the indies you're working all over the place and then you're working this gimmick with a girl and it's like did your machismo get in the way did you feel like ah you know i I don't want to come off like i'm just a gimmick here you know, did you ever feel like that or or you were cool the whole way with the way they pushed everything? Absolutely. Whenever they asked me to do, I was willing to do. Obviously, you always want to do more and you always, you know, want to evolve your character. And, you know, I, w- I would pitch ideas and I'd try not to get too comfortable with it, which I might have. But, yeah, um, yeah no, I always enjoyed my time there uh, for sure. And every idea they gave me, I just tried to do it to the best of my ability. Now, recently you went back. You, you shocked everybody in the gimmick you did. 
Now, are you is it like uh, uh, so? You're not under contract, and I'm, I'm assuming, right? You you kind of have a work we working relationship. I mean, you could go back. Like always, you you're one of those guys that it seems like. Well, is he gone? Is he not gone? Like, what's the deal? Yeah, I mean, I have a good relationship with him as of now. No, I'm not contracted, but it's definitely. Um, I feel like the relationship's there, and the door is open to come back to do some more stuff. And I would assume like your indie dates really amped up once you left. Oh, yeah, it was um, the indies these days, man, like there's so many of them and so many good ones. Not like when I broke in in 2002, there wasn't a lot of good ones. Nowadays, man, like the business is hot again and there's just it's it's easy. You can wrestle on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday and a Sunday, four days a week and make a living. It's been a lot of fun and a blessing that I get to do this for a living. Well, dude, you just said 2002. So when you broke in now, you broke in with Axel, right? Yeah, Axel was uh, the guy that I trained with the most right now. So as you know, and you just said it basically like, man. Yo, back then you're right. Now I was in WWE at that time, but I I knew I, you're right. The indies were the shits. They weren't that. There was nothing. There wasn't a lot, um, and everything was streaming and stuff like that. As far as content getting out there, you either had to be in TNA or, or TNA back or Ring of Honor, WWE. You know, like one of those, especially WWE. Obviously, uh, well, WCW was still going, right? Yeah, 2002 when you broke it. Yeah, it was still going, like the Monday night. Uh, 2001 it ended. It yeah, ended 2001. Ended. I knew it was somewhere in there. And, um, yeah, so the indies were not really fucking anything. You're right. Now, I mean, I, you would know a lot better than me. It seems like to the point you made, like you can get booked. And I talk about that a lot, dude. Like, you know, people can utilize now young wrestlers, young talents, or, or you know, can utilize their social media to get booked or to put out, it's more or less like a highlight reel of their work, even on their YouTube page or what have you. Um, so for you, definitely, you you kind of broke in the old school style, right? But yet you're in the your contemporaries, a uh, new school or current school. Absolutely. To go off what you're just saying, like even if you're going off a of TV, like you're not going off the fan social media. So if you have a good, strong social media following, you're never gone to them like back in those days, 2001, 2002. Like you just said, you had to be on TNA or Ring of Honor or something to get noticed. Now, like I can pick up my phone, send out a tweet and, you know, hundreds of thousands of people will see it. It's uh, just a very lucky um, day and age where you can do something like that, where you're not 100 percent out of the fans eyes dude even outside of the wrestling business you know to the point the stuff we're talking about here even like in the business world man like like linkedin like you could fucking like back in the day people were like mailing out like the mail with a stamp on it their resume you know now it's like you know shit like linkedin is is like for for a wrestler with a youtube page to show them how good they can work you know so it's the day and age we're in which is awesome um and it's great for for the younger talents now being that you you broke in the right way old school style um and most of your training was with axel who else if you don't mind me asking who else was part of training like breaking you in I went to uh, a school called Bone Breakers in uh, 2002 uh, with the Maryland Championship Wrestling guys. And just like their local guys would help train there at the school. Um, you know, like Tat, like Axel is like the the one big name that I trained with. But back then, like Joey Mercury would come by to the school when he was Joey Matthews, Christian York. Guys like that would come through there and help out. And, uh, yeah, just the local MCW guys like the Bruiser, Keenan Creed, uh, Patrick Brink, who was Genesis back then. Um, yeah, just, uh, they, they took a big part in it. But yeah, Axel, like I, I wanted, wound up going on the road with Axel, like 2004 to like 2010. Like I was on the road with him mm. a lot. And, you know, you mentioned a lot of really talented guys right there. <laughs> so, and, and that's the thing. And like, 
you know, Baltimore has always been, like I said earlier, uh, you know, I looked at it always as a hotbed for, for excellent talent. And um, I know definitely, I'm trying to think when, like during my time in ECW, for sure, it always was kind of cooking real well. It's always just good talent out of Baltimore, always. And 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 uh, most of the guys that come out of it can work their asses off. Um, is it changed a little bit now, like as far as that Beltway, that DC, Baltimore, you know, that as far as indies and workers, or it's like even more now? Oh, no, it's still a strong area. You still got guys, um, it's like, you know, from Jersey, like you just mentioned, D.C., Leo Rush is out of there, Patrick Clark. Um, it's still a very strong area for wrestling. The Ring of Honor, they just opened up a school here uh, in Baltimore. So it's, yeah, it's still very, very strong. Yeah, that's awesome. And now for you, like you kind of could, I mean, you didn't, I don't know, I, mean, I not the I know you can work, work, like work, right? So, but you didn't get a chance to do that that much with all the business you did on TV, you know, with Carmella. Now you got the character over. Um, did you feel like you wanted to do more in ring, like work, work? Well, yeah, you always want to do more. And I, I felt like if I ever got a chance to do that, it would be with the uh, Cruiserweights on 205 Lives. Because obviously, like, my character didn't really call for it on SmackDown. Like, I was, you know, just mainly a gimmick and a character. But, yeah, like, if I felt like if I ever got a chance to do that, it would be on 205 Live where all the guys are my size and, you know, I could show more of the wrestling ability. But as of now, I didn't get a chance to do that. But, yeah, man, like, I'm always willing to do more and want to do more and up for anything. Yeah, well, that's the you know, that's the right attitude, as you know. Um, so you got – I'm assuming you got some – you know, you probably could – I don't want to say – pick your spots but you probably got a plethora of dates you probably got shit lined up i mean you got anything that's coming up soon maybe people can catch that yeah man i'm this friday i'm in hagerstown maryland it's the uh, adrenaline championship wrestling big time wrestling super show uh like that's um this friday like i mentioned this saturday i'm in altoona pennsylvania for big big time wrestling and yeah i'm like i'm wrestling two three sometimes four or five days a week i'm staying very busy that's awesome and that's the beauty of the way the business is now i'm sorry bro when you said out tuna i had like a nightmare because i (laughs) i did uh man i got lost in altoona i had did an appearance oh it was a long time ago ecw i still think shane douglas ribbed me that's a whole nother story um You can ask Jeff Jones; he'll tell you. Um, but yeah, yeah, I did that some supermarket, and it was like in the middle. Altoona is there's Altoona, and then there was like the depths, the the, the lower end of Altoona. That's where I was. Uh, they sent me really down low. Uh, well, this day and age, we got the GPS, so that's another thing that we have going for us this day and age. No uh, map quest. Bro, <laughs> map quest. I had fucking Rand McNally. It was an actual map. Fucking map quest. I had a paper, bro. I was like, you kidding me? Map- <laughs> It was Rand, you know Rand. So yeah, so uh, but yeah, no, it, it's 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 awesome to see that you're you know that you're gonna keep busy and uh, you know I, I you're that type of guy in character that can pop up anywhere and you're gonna get a pop like a pop pop you know and and it's because as you know the business is all character driven right so you're all character. I mean I know you can work. Don't get me wrong. I'm not dissing you. I'm just saying your character got over gigantically. Um, and that, you know, and your look is so unique. I mean, uh, so you were blessed with that. You got the, you know, the crazy fucking hair and all that shit too. So that helps. I mean, so like, you know, don't change your look, dude. Your look is perfect. 
Right, yeah. The crazy hair is actually um, that's Axel Rotten's hair. I do that. I dedicate that to him. That's his I never, hair. I never, you know what? I never connected those dots. He had crazy hair too. He was a crazy man anyway, in general. Um, right. Yeah. So you know, it's good. I mean, so you still keep in touch with Carmelo, or not that much? Oh yeah, man. Like we'll we'll text here and there. Uh, it, you know, she's busy uh, working all the time. She's uh, you know on every loop, every house show, every TV. So, um, but yeah, man. Like I'll, I'd say once every other week, I'll catch up with her and we'll talk about what's going on. And yeah, man, we're we're friends. And yeah, I'm so happy for her. But like she, um, she just went through the performance center there, and she's a product of that. And just to see her involve and get better each and every time she's out there, and all, it's it's really cool to see when when you work that closely with someone for a long extended period of time, and you just see her doing well. I'm very happy for. Her. That's good. I mean, and and yeah, and that, you know, I get what you're saying. You know, some people think that you know when you you move on or someone moves on and the other person stays, if you were doing business together that there's envy involved and sometimes there is as you know you've seen that in your years but it's Mm -hmm. nice to hear in your case it's not you know and and that's i've always heard about you you're a solid guy you're a good guy and you know and you know that's why it doesn't surprise me that you had success like you did in wwe because i know vince and i know i know a lot of the power players there obviously worked there a long time and i know how they are and i know vince in particular respects guys you know for the most part that are grinders that that pay their dues that that you know uh, uh, that overachieve and you overachieved but with this gimmick you had which worked um, you know it, it, it really it, it worked and it, it, you were entertaining as hell and and you and Carmela helped each other you didn't just help her she didn't just help you you guys helped each other absolutely man and you know for all of accomplished and achieved like i'm just you know i'm just driven man like i, I want to go back and do more i want to you know evolve my character and like that's so i'm just driven to get back there and do more like i i'm very happy with what i did but i'm not at all content and absolutely want to do more for sure yeah well look i i'm telling you you look you grinded you made it and you're not done you're still going to be i mean you know i mean i i, I got a feeling and you probably got some stuff and you can't talk about i got a feeling you're going to pop up somewhere i don't know where i just got that feeling right <laughs> you probably can't say i don't know why i just like i said you're that type guy you know what i mean um during your training though during uh, like while you were training and all the people you're training with in maryland i mean did you ever expect this to happen like probably not right of course not like you know i've watched wrestling my whole life and you you look at the tv and you know and then you look at yourself in the mirror and then you just don't see the same thing your whole life and you go man this is gonna be hard but i'm gonna have fun at this i'm gonna keep on going and i'm gonna see where it takes me and i'm just gonna keep grinding and keep moving and again just uh saw where it took me so out of like all the spots you worked including wwe and and like i know some people might think this is a crazy question but what i'm fixing to ask you is like what is you know for you the most your most favorite spot to work was it wwe or was it uh, the stuff you did on the indie scene you know uh, uh everywhere you've worked um uh, you know uh, czw and all this shit i mean like where where was like what was the, the like your, your best place to, to work Oh man, I I enjoy performing anywhere. Like in WWE, I love doing stuff with AJ Styles and Dean Ambrose. Like every autograph session I do, obviously people bring up Carmella, but they always bring up the AJ Styles Dean Ambrose stuff. Like now, that was so fun just being um, in the middle of that rivalry between them two. And um, on the indies, man, like I love working with Jerry Lawler doing the intergender title stuff. I have this intergender title where I, uh, 
you know, work the, work with the girls on the indies, coming off the stuff I did on WWE television. So I, I just I just love to perform, man. Doesn't matter at which level. I just love to do it. That's awesome. Well, that comes across. That's evident in, um, <clears throat> excuse me, your style and fashion, the way you work, and and you do a good job, man. And uh, so, besides these couple of indie shots, you want to drop any uh, news here, brother? Like, where you gonna end up like bigger next? Like, we can see at maybe uh one of these big Ring of Honor shows or something. What's going on? <laughs> well, again, man, you you touched on it earlier and a couple times on the podcast here. Like, you never know where James uh, Ellsworth's gonna pop up, and I love to surprise people, man. Like, surprises is. My favorite part of wrestling and sucks this day and age, like a lot of the dirt sheets give it away before it happens, but you still get that reaction no matter if it's leaked or not. And I love doing that. Hopefully you'll get to see me do some more of that very soon. I hope so. And you, and you talked about AJ and like your match with him getting that win, like you shocked everybody that the stuff that, how you know, that was shocking. And, and that, that, that's another layer to the James Ellsworth character. Uh, What's the deal now? Are you like, they gave you that name, right? Um, no, my name actually, uh, James Ellsworth. My real first name is James, and my middle name is Ellsworth. Oh, that's I thought it was like a full gimmick name. So that's it. You're set. You can use the name wherever you want. Absolutely. <laughs> Who's got it better than you, bro? You kidding me? Well, <laughs> <laughs> well that's awesome, dude. Well, look, man, uh, I, I really appreciate you you jumping on for a few minutes and, and really look forward to seeing uh, what's next for you, dude. I mean, uh, again, plug those shows you're doing uh, coming up because people will get this. Uh, they're going to get this Wednesday, October 3rd. They're going to get this podcast. That's right. Yeah, this uh, Friday will be in Hagerstown, Maryland with Adrenaline Championship Wrestling and Big Time Wrestling, btwtickets.com for that information. And... This Saturday, I'll be in Altoona, Pennsylvania for Big Time Wrestling. Again, btwtickets.com for all info. All right, brother. Well, I appreciate it, man. Thanks so much for coming on. Seriously, dude. You're the man, dude. Really. Thank you. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it, man. So a lot of fun right there talking it up with uh, my man, uh, James Ellsworth, for sure. Uh, keep an eye out for him. I got a feeling homie's going to pop up somewhere. I'm telling you. He's going to pop up somewhere. I can feel it. I tried to get it out of him. It didn't work. He was like a vault, but I tried. Anyway, look, uh, I appreciate James coming on. I appreciate you guys downloading this episode. All right, look, I'm Taz. You're not Jarvis. Adios.